0: Now on the T, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Oh, it is time for the weekly T-Box Dysfunction alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E, both Instagram and Twitter. Caddy, how did the beautiful
1: patrons get a hold of us? You can call your boys anytime you need them and just ask whatever is in your heart, on your mind. If you dial this number, 860-506-6012, that's Call Maddie in the Caddy, 860-506-6012.
0: Someday, Producer Brooks will give us, Producer Andrew will give us access to the line so we can hear all of the calls. Um, You know how
1: scared he is. Exactly.
0: That's why he won't. Uh, we're excited for today's episode. Dan Hicks of NBC Sports is going to join us as our guest to talk all things players. Of course, the Players Championship this week on the Golf Channel Thursday and Friday from 1 to 7 p.m. Eastern and then Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And then More importantly,
1: Sports. husband of
0: uh, the great Hannah Storm.
1: Yeah, who's on our team. This is why teams come together. We're all just a big, happy family.
0: That's right. So we are looking forward to talking to Dan Hicks today. We will get into the players. Tiger Woods spoke yesterday. We will have comprehensive coverage of that. There's so many things to get to with the Players' Championship in March for the first time since 2005. But we'll start back at Bay Hill, work our way this week to the players where Michael is. And to me, Francesco Molinari, we'll we'll get into the winner of Bay Hill, but, but Caddy... The one thing that, again, jumped off the page to me with Bay Hill is Rory's inability to close in the final group.
1: Yeah, that was really disappointing. But you know what? Both of the guys in the final group stunk it a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to take anything. with Fitzpatrick's young. He hasn't been in that. I mean, He's
1: not that young. He just looks like he's 13.
0: He might be 14.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. But he's been around for a long time. It's not like he's this ain't. This is not something new to him. This dude has won on the European tour before. So being he's in not that final Rory. Group he hasn't been. Him. Him.
0: Yeah, but he hasn't been as many times as Rory. He's. He yeah, does.
1: this is true. This is true. And look, I mean, maybe we can start saying it. Rory's just not a closer.
0: He's not. I don't think he is. We've seen it at the Masters a couple of times. We've seen it recently. Well, no, nah, when-
1: it was. I mean. Look, Patrick Reed won the Masters. Rory didn't lose the Masters this last time. You know, he just, he couldn't, he's going through what every golfer goes through at some point and it's lasting longer for Rory cause I think it's in his head. But when he has that putt, that's the absolute positive. You gotta drain this eight footer to keep momentum. He can't make it. Yeah, just really having trouble making it. The but he didn't put like, any pressure on – would you get grant yeah. me that he
0: didn't put any pressure on Patrick Reed, final group Sunday?
1: That's exactly right. right. But also, though, this is where you got to give Patrick Reed credit. Anytime someone comes out and talks smack on Patrick, he will whoop their behind. Yeah. Every single dude and every single time. Recently, he played with somebody who apparently had said some things – about him and dropped the hammer on that dude, too. So I'm just saying, like, I give him all the credit in the world. But back to Rory, it's Rory still hits the ball incredible and amazing. You know, how many times we talk about when it comes to Rory McElroy, man, when his A game is on, he's better than everybody out there. The problem is we ain't seen that A game for a while.
0: Well, no, 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 no. We see it on Friday or Saturday.
1: No, that's that don't your A game means for the week.
0: No, no, no. I am aware. And to, I'm, I'm kind of getting to your point of we see peak Rory just when we need peak Rory on a Sunday or when he needs to close. We don't get it, but when he's hitting on all cylinders, I maintain. See, and that that's the question now with Rory because you know we'll we'll get to this Augusta week that you know that's the only one uh, shy of his career Grand Slam. But I still believe if I was ranking peak players, height of their powers for one tournament, I would go, I would still go Rory 1. Really? I'd still go Rory 1. I'd go Justin Thomas 2 and Dustin Johnson 3. Height of their, yeah. You're not even putting Brooks Kepka in there? Brooks Kepka would be 4. Oh. At the height of their power. Like if I'm putting those four in a group and each of them has that Tiger quote-unquote game Everybody
1: comes to the show with their very best. Rory? Nah. Nope. I'll take DJ number one. I'll take Brooks number two. I'll take Rory number three. I'll put Justin Thomas number four. Wow.
0: I mean, that's, you know, this is the kind of thing.
1: And super peak powers? Like, I mean, absolutely peak powers? Can't miss, I'll take Stenson number five. Really? Yeah. What Stenson did at the Open Championship (coughs) just proves that when, like, his game, when he's at the very top of his game at at one of the crazy venues, like, where you got to just be the ball-striking master, Mm -hmm. that dude right there is just.
0: Yeah, that was world-class golf, but don't forget Phil played world-class. That was just two dudes. And
1: lost to. I know. That's why Henrik's number five. I wouldn't
0: put Henrik fifth, but he's he's definitely up there.
1: Yeah. Uh, but so I mean, look, my top four, I'm solid on number five. I, I would say number five is is that's plug and play. There's yeah. plenty of dudes you could put at number five, but those top four,
0: I think we've got the same top four. I think we just have them in different orders. And 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 those guys, see,
1: like, and look how quickly we forgot about Jordan Spieth.
0: D- look, Spieth to me, he's out. The, he's trying to he's trying to find himself. He's. Jordan's not in a good way.
1: Yeah, but if he was on his A game, best that he's got in the books, like yeah, he, only Augusta he might be number five.
0: No way. What? No way. Only at Augusta. I'd put Oh, this is a tough one.
1: Hold on a second. Okay. You know that man is only one major short of the Grand Slam I'm aware. as well.
0: I'm aware. Yeah, look, okay. he had that he had that remarkable year a few years
1: ago. But that's what I'm saying. Like how are you gonna say that only at the Masters? The dude I mean, he did pull a rabbit at the Open Championship, and he's only the PGA short.
0: Ah, there's so many. I know. Look, no, you know who I would put fifth? Justin Rose.
1: Oh man,
0: Justin Rose above above speed. Really? Yes, yes. We've seen oh, it more. He powers. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen it more consistently out of Justin Rose. Again,
1: Justin Rose is a Justin Rose is what I call. He's an ATM machine.
0: He's you know, an that's, ATM machine. ATM but machine think, isn't a thing.
1: I don't think his best. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. What you mean? It ain't a thing. Automatic teller machine. Machine. machine, What I'm saying is, an ATM machine is when he's at his. It's not an ATM
0: machine. It's an ATM.
1: It's It's like
0: saying the SEC conference, the Southeastern Conference conference.
1: Yeah. No. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, the ATM machine.
0: (laughs) Automatic. Never. never Now I'm gonna
1: say it just to annoy you. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All I'm saying is with Justin Rose when he's playing his his best golf, he just he just clicks off top 3s, top 5. Boom boom boom, check 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 check. He doesn't he might not win a lot, but he does he plays good enough where he like I said, he's just checking off top 5s. He'll get 3rd, 2nd, 3rd, 5th, 4th, like but peak powers if it was him against Jordan Spieth, Justin at his best, Jordan at his best, I'll take Jordan.
0: Justin by three strokes.
1: Oh no, Jordan! Nah, Justin doesn't. Justin at his best doesn't putt like Jordan at his best. Now that's, and that's true. Why Jordan, wins. Striking, that's why Jordan wins. But ball striking. Jordan
0: Justin Rose is one of the preeminent ball strikers on the planet.
1: Yeah, he might be, but you can hit the ball as good as you want to, but if you can't putt it in a hole from twelve feet. Or make a 20 footer to save par dead center at perfect speed. And that's when Jordan is at his, when he was at the peak of his powers, that dude putt like Tiger used to. Yeah,
0: I know, but, but Caddy, we to. haven't seen that forever. That was, no, but we're not we've talking seen, about
1: that. We're saying at the height of their power. Yeah, but
0: I, what I'm telling you is that we've seen more of the bad speed than we have the good speed. He I had a run I, that I, we had that row, was it 14 or 15? 15. I think it was 14. Was it 15? I think
1: it was 14. I thought 15. it was 14. Either 14. way.
0: He had that remarkable run uh, when he was one of the major championships. He was finishing every – he was winning. He won the US Open. He was Open, in
1: contention with, for every single one.
0: Right. And that was a run. Except
1: the PGA. And
0: then he won the Open Championship last year. I mean, he found his way back into the major championship. But with him, with Jordan, he, he goes wheels off quicker than any top golfer – In the world, I think currently,
1: but he also used to be able to throw the wheels back on faster than everybody. If you remember, like that slump that he went through right before he won at Hartford, yeah, holding out from that bunker, like he was, he had come into that week kind of in a bad way as well. Like he hadn't been playing all that great, had been real frustrated and stuff. He just, you know, he's one of those guys that he's old school. He's an old soul golfer where he still. He shows a lot of emotion and stuff, which I love. And, but you know, I don't understand. Well, you know what it is? Because he doesn't curse. Like even though he shows emotion, talks to the ball, gets real animated stuff like that, you never hear him like dropping f bombs on a golf course. And
0: uh, he gets know. pretty animated. He
1: he gets animated. Are we sure no that he hasn't cost on a golf that. course? Well, no, no. I'm saying like he knows when the cameras and the microphone. Oh yeah, are he's sad. Yeah, he's very Now civic. let me let
0: me ask you this cuz we've kind of I don't know how we've gotten into a Jordan Speeth discussion but we have. Um it, I don't know how how much do you study the official world golf rankings?
1: Mm, nah. Okay. Yeah, I don't because I don't believe that they're right.
0: All right. So if you had to guess, what would you guess Jordan Speeth is ranked right now?
1: Uh, he would probably be just outside the top 20.
0: Yeah, he's 25th.
1: Yeah, see? The
0: world rankings right now: Dustin Johnson one, Justin Rose two, Brooks Kepka three, Justin Thomas four. Um, you know who? Okay, you know? Man. You know? Let's move on from Bay Hill because I think you know Francesco Molinari got the win because we Bruh, are currently at the players that dude
1: right there. I had a nice little toast with Arnold Palmer.
0: Yeah, we all saw
1: Woody. Don't be mad, yo. We with all saw Arnold your Palmer. social media, not the one that you buy in a can, but what Arnie used to drink there at Bay Hill.
0: Francesco Molinari is a ball striking fool when he hits. Like he's when he's peak,
1: one. what's he is he what's he 57? Yeah, no, he's probably he's taller in person than he looks.
0: He's kind of working on that caddy gut.
1: He's definitely got a dad bod, Nothing <laughs> wrong with that? That's why I like him so much. I don't I disagree Especially though. Especially since our boy Pat Perez tried to he yeah. start working out first time in 4 months just and hurt himself stretching, like <laughs> how you hurt yourself after he was doing these uh, presses and stuff. It was terrible. I feel bad for him. He's probably out. I'm gonna find out today. He's got an MRI on his calf. Apparently, he's got a grade two tear of the calf.
0: What about the Achilles?
1: He thought he blew the Achilles out, but it, it thank thankfully, as of now, what we know, like I said, he. As we tape this, he's getting the MRI. Actually, right now, as we're taping this, okay, Wednesday um,
0: morning, ten twenty-six a.m. Eastern.
1: Yeah, which is I think eight o'clock in because we leapt forward in Arizona. Y'all, no, are it's just three lazy. hours now. Seven. I yeah. thought it was two.
0: It's been two the last four months. Let's see. We sprung forward and they stayed ahead, so we added an hour on them.
1: Well, at the. Okay. You don't get it, do you? I don't get it, you yo. You are so. Why can't y'all just be like everybody else?
0: Because we're we're perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're perfectly fine, all right. Anyway, uh, he's getting his MRI right now to uh, to determine exactly the, the full extent of the injury, but he saw some guys for the, from the Arizona Cardinal, Cardinals trainers, yep. and they said it was a grade two tear of the calf, which normally takes six weeks to heal up, which would be good that he'll be able to come back and do some things there. So, I, you know, that working out is a little bit overrated. So you got a guy like Francesco Molinari and stuff. That's a guy after my own heart. You know what you never hear guys doing? You never pull or tear fat. You You never hear, like, oh, this dude's out for four weeks because he tore his fat.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you don't. (laughs) Fat's hard to injure. It's just easy to get. That's what I'm saying.
1: It's impossible to injure. You know why? It's pliable.
0: But with regards to Francesco, um, I disagree, and you're out there at Pontevedra. I disagree. One of the laziest things in in golf conversation, and I could be 100% wrong this time next week.
1: You probably are.
0: Nah, probably not. I'm right (laughs) a lot more than you are. No, you're not. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Here, This isn't going to be hard to say, but I disagree with these people that have installed Molinari as the favorite of the players. You can't win... Back-to-back weeks on this tour right now. It's too tough.
1: I completely agree that it is really difficult to win back-to-back weeks. But I will say, if there's one guy who could do it, it would be Francesco. Now, do I think he's going to? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think he'll make the cut, and I think he'll have a nice weekend. Yeah. You know, here's the thing about Francesco is that and this week it is a huge burden off the shoulders of a player coming off a win yep. to not have to play a pro am and there's no pro am at the players championship correct so these guys will play a nine hole practice on tuesday nine holes again on wednesday get a whole bunch of work done the press is not allowed the like all the press not allowed up onto the practice area, which, believe me, is an area of some serious, serious contention.
0: Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that, being there, being there this week, because... It's
1: bull. It's re- it really is Why? a horse. Why? Because that's where a lot of times you get the most work done as a reporter, especially a writer. As a writer...
0: Well, you're not a writer, so you shouldn't be complaining. You've said that numerous times.
1: I'm not a writer, although I did write something I'm very proud of that is on ESPN.com's golf page right now.
0: Yeah, we'll True. we'll talk about that
1: later. Cat- Try to Se- stay
0: on. You're, 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 if if you were a track look, today, you look like intestines. Stay, stay straight
1: here. <laughs> when have I ever been able to just stay right on? Never. But look, segues bring us back. You know what I'm saying? It's not just something that mall cops ride. It's also something that can be used in the English See, language. See,
0: you're even doing it here. Get to back to the back damn to driving range and what you were talking about.
1: The reason that it is a pain for writers and reporters, journalists not to be not to have access to the driving range is because a lot of times guys aren't going to sit in their hotel room, right? So what are they going to do? They'll just go out to the driving range, hit some balls, be social a little bit, and it's the perfect time to talk to them and get them to talk about things that don't even necessarily have to do with this tournament. Like the Masters is coming up, Yep. So last week at Arnold Palmer, and this week at the Players, a lot of writers and journalists and reporters are gathering information for things they're going to write for the week of the Masters sure. or leading up to the Masters.
0: Okay, let me ask you. So because What's I've, pain I've covered is the players, if are... you
1: can't if you can't get a guy on the driving range, then what you're forced to do is go get them on the golf course while they're practicing. But the problem with doing that is. Now you're at the place where they're trying to get some work done. Yeah, I
0: disagree with the course angle. So at what day because we've been to the players, we've covered it for ESPN, I think I did it three years in a row. Uh-huh. You've been there numerous times. What so from from Monday on, you guys weren't because we were allowed in the range every year I was there.
1: Yes. Last year was the first year that they didn't let the media onto the driving range
0: any day of the week. So not even on like not, a
1: Tuesday. Nope, no, no Monday. T- and believe me when I tell you, there was talk of a boycott.
0: You know why I think this is happening? This is all speculation. Okay. We had talked about this on a couple of podcasts prior to, and there was a there was a good debate about it on Golf Channel this morning about whether or not, and, and, and the schedule changed again. First time this tournament has been played in March is two thousand five, two thousand six.
1: 2006.
0: Um, I really believe that because this is the first air quote major tournament of the year, they're really trying to get it to the point now where it loses that party appeal. And these guys, now top 50 players in the world, are in the field. You know, you know, what we're not doing it, Augusta messing around in the driving range. And I really think they're trying to establish that type of culture. For these guys, because see, of the schedule That's cage.
1: no, that's bull. Why? Because this tournament also invites the most bloggers than any other tournament, and no one. If so maybe that's them, the reason.
0: Maybe they're tired of the bloggers walking around the range.
1: No, nah, that's not why. And they do, and they do all kinds of like. There was a. When's the last time at Augusta National there was a concert on the twelfth green? <laughs> <laughs> after practice was over never you ever hear that Never. you ever hear Augusta having a flyover <laughs> Military no I get that okay so that's what I'm saying it's like look pick what you want to be if you if you're trying to get an identity then get one don't keep changing it up like oh, I want to be this okay no no I want to be this oh no wait 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 I want to be this I want to be you know what just pick something I, but the problem is, you're making it difficult for people to do their job. Yeah,
0: and I see what you're. I get this what is you're why. Saying.
1: Look, let's be honest. At Augusta, yeah, from for most journalists, it's the tournament you can't wait to get to, and as soon as you get there, you can't wait to leave. Yeah,
0: because you're not getting anything. You're getting the the sanctioned press conferences. That's the only time you're getting access to the players. You might get them walking from the range to the media center, but most of the time they get on a cart at Augusta and they're they're carted away. And I and I agree. Like this is where you. Most people are getting their works. I know at ESPN, we get a lot of our sit-downs for Masters coverage at Bay Hill at the players. It's a lot of prep work to get to that point. But when you look at some of these guys that are out there, this year, this tournament change, this schedule change, I mean, it's – and I love that we saw Tiger show up there this week. It really feels to me that golf season starts tomorrow. You think so? Yep, I think it's it starts tomorrow. We are um, now.
1: Tiger has shorts on on Monday. I know, so. loved it.
0: He's like, you know what? Backwards hat. Tiger Jordan by Spieth three strokes.
1: Got, Jordan Spieth got shorts on right now.
0: I think it's. I, I think golf season starts this week because now you're seeing the best players in the world all together, and now we're trending toward the first major championship of the season. And, we'll, and we'll, we're going to get an idea because Andy North and I talked about this on Sports Center on Sunday, and it's kind of been. One of the conversations we've had going in. Uh, yeah, but Andy swing.
1: North has old guy syndrome, though, when it comes to this. every All the old guys are so happy it's back to March. You know why? Because they all love saying, you know, back when I played, I hit a five iron to a 17. What's wrong you know, with what? that? When you played, when you played, you hit a wound, a lot of balls. Tiger so, said it yesterday
0: His presser. He knows what it's like to get a five and six iron and a 17. What's of wrong course,
1: because the same thing. That's back when he was playing a wound, a lot of ball. You know what no one's going to do this week? Even if it's blowing. 30 miles an hour. No one's hitting a 6-iron on 17. You know why? Because the equipment won't allow it.
0: That's fine. But I think the players was out of place in May.
1: No, it was not out of place in May because what other major championship was played in May? Well, they've changed None. that. There's the one Masters every was, month now. Here's the thing. Guess what's going on right now? The, the NCAAs.
0: Oh, well, it's the conference tournament week and the NCAAs aren't right. going and, on. And, so and nobody cares that about argument. that,
1: right? Nobody what, the conference
0: tournaments? As an ESPN guy, I'm going to say yes. Everybody cares about the conference <laughs> tournaments. But in the grand scheme of things,
1: no. Let me ask you this, thing. All right. Do you believe that people who watch both basketball and golf will switch off of basketball to watch golf now? Yes. No. Yes. No.
0: This, You know what this wasn't done for? The basketball crowd. It was done for the football crowd in August.
1: Yeah, but you know what? There was no football crowd in May. So I don't. Sorry, you're not. You you ain't getting me on. It, I right love now. how
0: staunch you are in this May the players thing. I think this is absolutely perfect for golf because you needed to have. I was sick and tired of semi big tournament, semi big tournament, match play worthless. Right. Bar, Houston Shell Open, whatever the hell that thing's called now, and then or Valero Texas Open, and then the Masters. I was tired of that. I needed a taste of competitive, best-in-the-world golf to see where the guys are one month before we head to the Masters. So now we have a major tournament in so every month of the year leading up to know the end. what
1: match play is, match WGC? Play, get out of here with that. Match world. play is stupid. I, I completely agree with that. But that's, what do you think the WGCs are?
0: They're trying to be.
1: The WGCs are best players in the world gearing up their games. The match play is a stupid thing because now they got dudes that have to stay there for three days, all that, whatever with that. All I'm telling you is in the schedule change that brought the players back to March, it threw a monkey wrench into everything. And it's not going to change the fact of that people still go golf starts at Augusta. Cause it
0: does. It, no, the, again, the, I don't. I don't think that will change. But what I believe this does is it gives us a feel of major championship golf one month earlier, and I'm all here for that.
1: Okay. I just I think don't believe it gave us a feel for major championship golf when they were here up until two thousand six. I think there was a reason that they pushed it back to May. I think they got much bigger and more excited crowds in May because it was summer, it was 90 degrees, and then I think they got mad because in May the course plays so much easier and guys could tear it up. See, I disagree.
0: I think the ball is going to be more forgiving this week because there's more moisture.
1: No, this course. So Tiger said in his press conference that, when he won here in May, yeah, on the 18th hole, he hit three iron, nine iron, yep, into that, into the 18th hole. So on Tuesday when he we were out three walking, three wood, with him, three iron, he ripped three wood and then said to Joey, he didn't believe that three iron would be enough, and Joey said, it will be. You're just going to have to smash it, and he did, and actually missed the green to the right, but then made the birdie. <laughs> and I jokingly said, I hope you press the bet there, which made everybody around the green laugh.
0: You love throwing in your little little things. Um,
1: I wasn't. I was trying to make him laugh. I could. Whatever. It just happened that everybody else around there laughed too. But whatever.
0: You know it. It. it I, but the ball going to be more receptive. Greens are no, going to be. I think the the, the you, greens you are. You
1: do understand they got sub air here. Yeah, they do. All right, so they're going to dry this place out. There's a problem right now because they overseeded everything so hard, but it didn't take on the greens. So the greens are receptive right now. But when that wind picks up and they dry out, like you'll see, wait well, you see? How stressed out these greens are by Saturday afternoon.
0: You almost sound get off your lawn guy with them changing it to March.
1: I'm the young dude who goes, I'm not trying to make the old dudes happy from back in the day, and goes back when I wanted. And I wish we get back to what it used to be. Make the <laughs> players great again. Kiss my behind. You know what? Bring all the young kids in who are want to have fun and see this stuff. Like, make it make it almost a party atmosphere again. Like, you know what you ain't getting called in March? A major. Because you know what majors first? The Masters.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying it's never going to be a major.
1: Nah, I it's never going to be a major. Now, now, if it stays in March, no chance. No chance any major is going to be before the Masters. No. All right.
0: So... What do you think the winning score is this week? Because Webb Simpson won it at eighteen under last year, which is absurd. That's just dumb. I don't want a champion <laughs> winning at eighteen under. That's why. I'm why? Not, another reason I like it. In March. Give me my champion at eight under.
1: Uh, no, nah, it'll be 12. 12? Yeah, it'll be twelve to fourteen under that'll win. Yeah, because it'll be, you know, guys, you're gonna hit a lot more <laughs> drivers now because they're not gonna go quite as they're not gonna go as far and they're not gonna run out. But it also means you're going to be able to keep it in the fairway more.
0: So does this bring? Because you know one of the big um, storylines with playing a TPC Sawgrass, it's it it never the favors the bombers because they don't take their driver out much because you really don't need it. It's a Pete Dye course. We'll talk about this. Actually, you and I are making an appearance today on Daily Wager. Yeah, uh, getting some stuff in. But this to me opens the with the move to March opens the field up just a little bit more you agree with that? No. That the Bombers might be in play now because you can use the driver more.
1: No. no, It's still – this is a course – that this is a ball striker's course. Correct. It's not a bomber's course. And it's always been a ball striker's course, whether it's been played in March or in May. You just got to be – your ball striking has to be on all week. And this course never lets up. It just never lets up. The one thing that you'll see now is with it being in March is – it gives you just a little bit of room for error. Yep. And when it was in May, like on 18, where the, they had the pin back on Tuesday on 18. And it was the first time since 2006 that I saw somebody hit an iron, a long iron into that green that hit into the bank that separated the middle portion of the green to the back. And it stayed on the bank. In May, that would have rolled the whole way back to the front of the green, probably 20 yards. Where now it'll stay right. up there because the temperatures are cooler. Even with the sub air, they won't get the greens ridiculously fast. They won't be able to, mm-hmm. but they'll be fast enough and firm enough.
0: How's the feeling so, out there? Give me, give me the sense from being on the ground for the past couple of days uh, with like players and, and and patrons. I mean, what's the feeling out there? Uh, being in this, being in this month for the first time in thirteen years.
1: Everyone think the course itself looks spectacular. I bet, I
0: bet the grass looks
1: better. It it's a different color green because mm. they overseeded everything so hard. It just and it all took. It all came in really lush. So on television this course is going to look like Augusta because it's that color green. Right. Um as far as the field goes, there's field, there's only 23 guys in the field that have played this tournament in both May and March.
0: And only two have won it, Adam Scott, Tiger Woods.
1: Yeah, which means 121 guys, it's a field of 144. 121 guys had only played well, the guys who have played here before are seeing this golf course going whoa. Yep. This is a big not a not big as in long, but a big boys golf course. Yep. Like this is it's a it is a major championship venue, and guys realize that it's going to take a a a game type performance for the week to win, and because of that, everyone's really excited.
0: And uh, yeah, and it's a stern that and that kind of gets back to my point from earlier: is we're giving, we're throwing these guys. A major championship type test, pre major championship,
1: and I love that. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a cool, it's a cool vibe. But you know what? They had it, the the feeling around the golf course of a major championship venue was the exact same when it was played in May. The only difference was we had already played the Masters, right? So, because we already had one major in the books, it was like, okay, we got one major in the books, and now this is like a tune-up of the U.S. Open. Because in May, it was like, okay, this rough, even though it's wispy Bermuda, it is—if you get in it, it is brutal. Where I think this rough now with the overseeded ride, it's—it's a little more predictable. You're not going to get nearly as many flyers out of this rough as you did out of Wispy Bermuda in May.
0: Yeah, and that, and to me, that'll be one of the big indicators watching this tournament over the next four days. Just the change in course management with these guys. Yes. It's going to be fun to watch. And one of them, you you brought up Tiger and Adam Scott, the only two that have won the tournament in March that are in the field. I want to get to Tiger because I was dead wrong. With something I said about Tiger last week, watching his press conference yesterday, I couldn't be any less concerned about his health. I'm not concerned about his health at all. I legitimately believe that he's just in a situation where it's just going to be maintenance because he's playing a lot. He had said that the stress on his body has to go somewhere because his back is fused. Uh, He's had the knee surgeries. He's got all this stuff going on with his body to where, you know what, the neck's going to get sore from time to time. And, and I'm, I'm just okay with. Shut it down. I'm okay with Tiger.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with it too. But and that is, this is the Tiger that we have now. You know, so when people are like, "Hey, man, this dude's gonna get back to what he used to be in 2000." No, he's not. We ain't never seen that dude again. Which you and I have been saying for a long, long time. The thing that Tiger, and it was all because of tone and how he talked about it. The thing that I'm going to be surprised about that I have now changed my mind on mm-hmm. is I think Tiger does not play Tampa next week, and I think he's going to try and play match
0: yep, play. Yeah, I was wrong there, too. I said take match play out of it just because of the amount of I, golf he has to play, but yes. he said he almost said like he he leaned towards match play before a, anything else.
1: Before Tampa. Yeah. But that does
0: give him the week off. He won't play Valero. We, we all know that. But that, that that Oh, does, San
1: Antonio, yeah.
0: So that does give him a weak buffer still for Augusta.
1: Yeah, the problem, though, is he had a week off before he was scheduled to go to Arnold Palmer. Yeah. So if his neck was bothering him, he had a week off to recover. Yep. So now you're gonna go,
0: but yeah, you, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because I that that yeah. stuck out to me too. It's like, wait a second, he just kind of leaned into the the match play
1: more than Tampa. Yeah, and then you know, of course, then they were like, so that means Valspar is off the table, and he goes, no, look, uh, everything right now is up in the air. And can I just say, just the way he was talking <laughs> yesterday, he was like a hypnotist. I've never heard him stay that monotone. I know he was just calm. Thing. He, he was, was put – yo, I was tired yesterday, so, like, there was a couple times my head nodded on him because I was like, bro, come on, man. You got to give me a little more than." He Well, he
0: gave us the, the sound bite that, that you know, will, that'll stick with me when he was talking about, you know, the Jack Nichols comparison growing up. And then they talked about the majors, and he's like, yeah, uh, one of us has 80. <laughs> and it ain't him. You know, Jack, 73 career wins. Tiger, 80, second to Sam Snead. But obviously the 14 to 18 majors. Right. He g- he gave you some goods. And then and our buddy um, Sobel asked him if he keeps track of metrics. And he goes, yeah, wins. Yeah. I mean, he and gave was, you some zingers. I'm just i I'm was fine some, with Tigers seeming calm at the podium. Because that means he's at peace with whatever's going on.
1: And trust me when I tell you, like, we... We're having a really good time out on the golf course on Tuesday, just laughing and joking around and talking smack. And like the first thing we were talking about was the Oakland Raiders, you know, and who they got Antonio Brown coming to them and what that's going to mean for them and stuff. And now how good they're going to be and what their he thinks their plan is because of the draft status and stuff. Like this dude, can I ask you something? Yeah.
0: Every every time you're at a tournament with Tiger,
1: yeah. you,
0: you come on and tell these great intimate stories about you and Tiger on the course. Yeah. How many times have you been on the podcast with us? <laughs> like You guys are so tight. How hard is that to be like, hey, five minutes for the podcast? You get all these stories, and you guys are holding hands on the course, skipping down the fairway, talking about Why football.
1: You, you sound just a little... Jealous right now. I'm not jealous. Look, I just want. I want content. I'm giving you content. I'm telling you exactly what happened on the golf course.
0: (laughs) Every week, I'm like, you know, here's another, here's more him and Tiger.
1: You're like an annoying girlfriend right now who's talking. (laughs) Like, I just came home and was like, man, I had a great day at work, and this is what I got to do. (laughs) Well, how come you never? Like, if I'm a car salesman, you're like, well, how come you never bring cars home for me to drive? Well, we'll get a job at the place where I work then. (laughs) Why do I and Tiger to be a talking who to about the Raiders?
0: You? you know we're having a just a gay old time yeah, sharing. I, look, I, Mick I am Junior. sorry.
1: <laughs> look, one of us flew up to Connecticut. and might be just a little mad because they cold right man
0: Cold and I got a cold. I got bad. See? I got some stuff going on
1: right now. Yeah, man, don't be mad just because I'm out there. Look, when I was out there talking to Tiger, I was thinking of you the whole time. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Did you say my name?
1: <laughs> Maybe your name might have come up once. All
0: right, so <laughs> so before before we get to our buddy Dan Hicks, who's going to be our guest today to talk uh, the players and all things golf, uh, the switch from Johnny Miller to Zinger, all the good stuff. Let's get. Um, for, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions here. We'll each give our pick. And uh, we'll go from there. Who Uh, did you pick for our ESPN.com selections?
1: All right. I picked Henrik Stenson. Oh, you idiot. I know. I know. (laughs) I know. Why? Because I didn't realize how bad the breakup was between him and uh, his caddy, Scott. Yeah, it
0: was bad Tears
1: Yeah, it's not From what I'm hearing, it was not cool And not good And then he had Fanny on the bag over the weekend But she ain't caddying (laughs) for him now And like, there's some bad Juju Coming that dude's way But like, he's that ball-striking guy I And around this place And the last time it was played here Last time the players was here in 2006 Stenson finished third
0: Ball-striking
1: fool Yes, but you, but do, you do. You regret karma your pick? On him. Yeah. All right. Because, so I'll only because of the karma thing. Okay, and I agree. Get, well,
0: yeah, I so. agree. Karma's yeah. the thing. So, yeah. so Stenson, you, I'll give you. You know what? No, I won't. Give, I'll give you an out in a minute. Okay. I took Xander Shoffley. What? Yeah. Why? I think Xander's that guy had a second last year. He's won this year. He's been ID'd as that next up and coming American golfer.
1: But he's, he's the, also the guy who's going to be completely confused about this place now.
0: I think that's I think that's open for the field, except Tiger and some of the other guys who have played in it.
1: It's almost this is the one time because a first timers never won here. Yeah, but this might be the first time that that happens.
0: See, I like I like the the Rickies and the Xanders and some of the younger guys. I think Xander is going to be in contention again.
1: I don't. I think the I don't. I think he contention. Yeah, I think he can finish top five, but when. I think the problem is if you've played here and had success had success here when it was in May, mm-hmm. I think you're bringing too much baggage to the table and I think it's going to be hard to let that go on a Friday and a Saturday. Saturday especially like on a moving day. Yeah. When you're going to be like okay, yeah, I can now I can do what I did before. And, like, no, you can't because this ain't technically, even though you're walking on the same course, it ain't the same course.
0: I hope more than anything that that's the most overrated storyline coming out of the week. <laughs> I really do. I, I hope that that's a storyline that is good for us to talk about because the months and the temperatures. So different. So Webb
1: Simpson wins this year. He'll be the first dude. <laughs> He'll go back-to-back, back and he would have won it in less than a year.
0: Let me help you out with something. You could put your beard on the line that Webb
1: Simpson's not winning. No. Why would I want to shave my beard off? Like I told you my wife said I'm not allowed to do that no more.
0: So you took Henrik. I took Xander. Yep. Let's give people good value in betting. I'm going to give you the odds-on favorite right now. Dustin and Rory are the favorites at 12-1. to 1. In the 40-to-1 cluster, 40-to-1 is where I start considering it good money. You've got Paul Casey, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Adam Scott, Matt Kuchar, Webb Simpson. I think you can make some money at 40-to-1.
1: Yeah. You think you can make money on uh, 20?
0: 40-to-1. I think you can lay money on Adam Scott and Tony Finau and feel pretty good about yourself at 40-to-1.
1: You know the dude, and you're you're gonna, yeah. You know the dude who made a run last week and was in a good spot, and who also made a run at this tournament a couple years ago. Ooh. This kind of go, it's going to sound like it's going against what I said before, which it but probably I'm just, is. I know, but in a way, it's not because now we're talking about a value bet. All right. If I gotta, if I got a hundred bucks of disposable income that I could just throw around, yeah. Rafa Cabrera Bello. Okay, and he's listed at 50 to 50 1. 50
0: to 1. Oh, that's yeah. good. Look, I like that too. Any, for me, anything 40 to 1 down, you can get some decent, some, look, I mean, Patrick Reed, yeah, 60 going, to 1. Phil, 60 nah, to 1. Your boy, Henry. Nah. I mean, there's good money in those lower, lower odds. Yeah.
1: Eyes. Yeah. There's really good money in those lower odds. I, I don't,
0: I don't hate that pick. Rafa's that guy that he's another one where when he is striking, it is so pure, and he's incredible.
1: But he's also a guy, to be completely honest, who I, I think I would rather him be two back starting Sunday yep. than have
0: the Yo, No question. There's a lot of those guys.
1: Yeah. Gone yeah. is the day, and Glory I'll say. number one.
0: And this makes what Tiger did so impressive for that decade. Gone are the days, I believe, where the guy grabs a hold of a tournament. Go so, after Saturday's round going into Sunday and it's over. I think there's, those days are gone.
1: Well, no, nah, there's a couple of those dudes, but they're few and far between. So, like, Justin Thomas, if you give him a two-shot lead on Sunday, he's going to keep putting the hammer Disagree. Down. He
0: didn't do it in L.A.
1: Okay, yeah, that, that's true. I, just still, I still believe that he is a closer, and I believe that if he gets in that position again, he won't spit the bit. And Dustin Johnson, another one. That dude gets up at the top of the leaderboard and I, it's very hard to see him spitting a bit if he's in there with a two or three shot lead going in. Justin Rose, your boy. Yep. Justin Rose is another one. I think he's, he's a, a okay, a pretty good front runner cause he's not afraid to be in that position. So. Jordan the other Spede, guy who, to win. the one. other here's a name who's who's underrated who I think is would be an okay front runner as well. Bryson Deschambeau.
0: Now I'm off him right now. I'm off. I him. just
1: don't. I think overall, like four rounds right now, his game is not there. Like, and that's kind of he he comes in and out. He'll go through a two month stretch where he looks unbeatable, and then something will just happen and it doesn't feel right. Things aren't clicking. A la Jordan speed. Yeah. Although Jordan has been. What, a year now? Yeah, Jordan's
0: finding himself. But when he finds it, there's no one better to watch, especially in the putting and how clutch he can be. All right, Dan Hicks uh, coming up next. Can't wait to talk to him about this week, of the players. But first, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experience that lasts a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, offer great prices, and easy purchasing experience if you like us and you want to go to an event, not as a member of the media, Vivid Seats is the way to go. Right now with the podcast code GOLF or Maddie and the Caddy, listeners can receive 10% off their purchase with Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. First time new customers can enter the promo code GOLF to receive 10% off your order. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So go to Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there with a crowd to cheer on your favorite team with Vivid Seats. You can attend the concert show or sport an event of your choice at a great price. Again, use promo code Golf for ten percent off your first Vivid Seats order. Get out there, see the action in person, thanks to Vivid Seats. Coming up next, Dan Hicks from NBC Golf. Welcome back to Maddie and the Cat in the podcast, NBC Sports comprehensive live tournament coverage of the Players' Championship this week. Golf Channel Thursday and Friday from 1 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday from 2 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Dan Hicks, play-by-play host, NBC Sports, our guest today. Um, Hicks and I have a, a thing because he's an Arizona guy and I'm an <laughs> ASU guy. Dan, we're going to try to put that aside at least for this. Are you good with that?
2: We're going to do our best. Uh, not easy, but we will do our best, and we will we will forge ahead, Matt.
0: We will.
1: We will We will be
0: brothers in arms for, for 15, 20 minutes max.
1: <laughs> Look, if you could be married to a woman who works for ESPN slash ABC and you working for Golf Channel slash NBC, if you can have a happy home, we can get together for
2: one little podcast. Well, <laughs> easy now, Michael, because the Arizona-Arizona State thing is – a bit more Deeper. intense <laughs> than Golf Channel, NBC, and ESPN. In fact, you know I love ESPN because uh, they've they put half my, you know, half my girls to college. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you this, know what I mean? Yes. If you know where I'm going there? Yes. This, right.
0: Yeah, this love doesn't, doesn't stay far. But Dan, one of the storylines uh, going into this week is the players returning to March for the first time since 2006. You've been a part of the coverage. I'm curious, from your perspective, where do you see this tournament differing now coming back to March for the first time in about 13 years?
2: Well, you know, I've been around long enough, uh, Matt, where I've done both and did many, many years uh, when it was in March. Of course, the last time it was in this uh, month was in 2006, so we did several of them um, this time of year, and I I love it. I love the move for, you know, a couple of reasons. A lot of of people are not talking about getting away from Mother's Day. I think that's a big deal. Uh, I'll never forget when it moved to that that May date, that it just you know it's such a great championship. I didn't think it had the vibe that it needed on Sunday because mm. Mother's Day is an important day. Correct, it's a big day in my mm. house. Let me tell you, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on the road, so that's uh that's you know that doesn't help. Uh, so I like the fact that I'll be home for Mother's Day <laughs> down the road. But seriously, the golf course was designed, and everybody will tell you that it's designed to be played in this month. Um, the overseed is great; it becomes I think, more of a true test in the way Pete and Alice wanted it to be. So I look forward to it. We could get a couple of nasty days. Could be a couple of blustery days. But just looking at the forecast, it's going to be perfect, I think, because we're going to get a nice little entree here Thursday and Friday of some warm weather. And then a little front's coming through that could have some very interesting wind coming across 17 and 18, which is going to liven the place up. Yes, sir. There is nothing better than the
1: 17th hole with a crosswind because of how it swirls down there. And there are times when that wind, if it's coming across the 18th tee, that's into off the left. And so for a right-handed player that likes to play a cut, if that pins on the left-hand side, you have to start it over the water. And if that pins on the right-hand side and you start it at the middle of the green, and the wind catches it a little bit, and it's the opposite if you're playing a draw. Now, how much into the wind do you playing it? How hard? They, I was telling Matt earlier the one thing that you that does drive me nuts is when the old old school guys are like, you know, back in the day I hit a six iron in there, <laughs> and nobody's hitting a six iron there this year. Yeah, not with the equipment that we play now because these guys can flight that ball. It has less spin. It goes through the wind better. But the anxiety that those guys are going to be feeling
2: standing on that tee. Still the same. I was going to say, Matt, you know, I, I think we made the wrong decision bringing Paul Azinger to the booth uh, instead of uh, Michael Collins here. That you beat was, me to it.
0: I mean, that, <laughs> that was, was special.
2: one tasty, deep <laughs> piece of analysis right there. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It's going to bring so much more into play on a golf hole that was difficult to begin with. But with this win doing exactly what you're saying in hole locations back on 18, it's going to bring a whole nother piece of spiciness to this this thing. And I think uh, and that's 16 as well. Uh, 16, yeah. let's not forget about that. Uh, you know, one of the great risk-reward yep. par fives in the world. Those last three holes are going to be a roller coaster ride where you're going to see a lot more change than even you have in the past.
1: The hey, one thing I'll ask you about 16, though, is because of how long this course is going to play, don't you think less guys are going to go for that green now? Because yeah. you're not going to get the role.
2: I do. I think that. Uh, but it's just going to depend on what the wind's doing. I don't know what it's going to be doing on Saturday and Sunday for sure. But I think that's definitely – I do. I think I think what it, what makes a great par five is to just tantalize most of the field with going for. it. That's and right. I think we're going to get a little less of that. We're going to get a little less of that. Yep. But I think that if you've got to make a move and you need to get a number – It's still very, very doable.
0: Dan, take us inside kind of the production now going into the telecast Thursday through the weekend. With you guys now being accustomed to this tournament over the last 13 years being in May, how you kind of have to adjust how you look at the course in terms of a broadcast because it's going to play completely different than anything we've seen over the past 10, 13 years.
2: It is. And I think that uh, you 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 can go back to 2006 and say, all right, well, we've done it, but we haven't done it in this generation of golfers, and Michael was alluding to that. These guys can flat-out bomb it, and they can flat-out hit some golf clubs that are going to go to scary, scary distances, and I think that we're going to see definitely longer clubs hit in. We're going to have to have uh, the coverage, which is up above this golf course, which is as much as you can do, because it, it it gets a little dense. There's been some stuff that's cleared out, but we we are emphasizing even more above after a shot is made to kind of show people the lines that these guys are taking, because they're going to be a little bit different. They're not going to be the same lines that you've seen for the past 13 years or whatever. So I think uh, I, I, but again, not until we kind of get into the mode on Thursday, we're going to fully know that. One thing I was always curious about too,
1: from a broadcast side of it, because I've never done television like you and you're one of the legends. This tournament going from May un- back to March. Does it change the pictures that you draw knowing that the winning score might be 17 under as compared to 4 under. So when guys are out on the golf course making charges, you guys get can get really excited and everyone gets into it cuz guys miss a fourth birdie in a row and he's mm-hmm. hitting wedges into everything. And now you're going to go to a golf course where the same course but it's going to be, well, this guy's making his third bogey in a row. And how does that change your philosophy then kind of on the broadcast?
2: Yeah, it's, it, it's a good point. It's, it's going to be interesting to see if we're going to get the volatile lead changes and volatile moves from the players on the course like we have in the past. But if you look at the stats, and again, we don't know what the weather's going to do from, from now until the weekend. But if you look at the stats, the, the numbers from March to May aren't that different, right? Mm. Uh, the scoring average isn't that different. So, you know, maybe it's a stroke here and a stroke there. And again, it would, it would spike if there was some wind of any kind of substantial, uh, 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 uh velocity. But I, I don't, I, I, let's, let's let this first one come to us again in this generation of golfers who, who have the distance that they have. There, there's gonna be more guys taking a rip at it out there. It, it, I think, I think it's an understatement to say, well, you know, you've gotta lay back and you, you know, this is a target golf course. If it's, it's still playing pretty wet out there. It was a big rain the other night. They have the sub air, but I think that guys are gonna be able to unleash it a little bit more now Mm -hmm. than they did in the past. And that in turn, this rough isn't crazy. That's it's what not we were just crazy, t- yeah. And I think I don't want to get into the bomb and gouge conversation, but but and there's again, <laughs> it's a tighter golf course than a you know than a t- typical bob, bomb and gouge course for sure. Yeah. But I think you could see some more drivers in certain times that guys will use because they can get it up and down out of this incredibly uniform rough. Yeah. The old Bermuda stuff, the sand on the bottom, and the you know we don't know what kind of lie you're going to get, how it's going to come out. These that guys false are so sense of security that Bermuda gives you. These guys are so good. They're figuring this stuff out. Yep. And they're all out of that rough. And it's not a lot of change from shot to shot.
0: You know, mm. these guys are good. Used to be a great marketing campaign. Uh, Dan, <laughs> where <laughs> where do you stand? Big picture with Tiger.
2: Big picture. You know, we, it's it, you know we just talk about it seems like twenty four seven, and I, I I'm at the school that and it's not a it's not a new point. But this day and age of players is so much deeper, so much more talented. I think from top to bottom the fields than when Tiger was doing his thing. That's not to take away from what Tiger did because he probably did the same number on the guys today because he was that good. (laughs) Right. But with that said, the big picture, it's all about okay. You know he's forty three years old, and I don't I don't think it would be shocking, and I don't expect it to happen. But I do not think it would be shocking if he didn't win another major. And if he didn't win another golf tournament, I know that sounds nuts and I'm not going to bet against him winning right. a golf tournament, but it, it, he was 43 years old. These things are really hard to win. Yeah. And we're finding that out with Rory, who's been knocking on the door. He's got the talent he has. He's got like, you know, five straight top six finishes in and last. had no surgeries. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All it is is trying to get it done on Sunday when you're not as freewheeling as you usually are the first round. rounds. So with that said, I, I'm like, let's bring it on. He's incredible for the game. I hope he. I hope he gives Jack a run, and I hope he gives Sam Snead a run.
1: Yeah, I think Tiger can win golf tournaments, but I've already said publicly that I. I don't know that. I don't know that I think he can win another major. So. Tart. I'm, I'm, yeah, that's and people who are always saying, "Oh, how could you say something like that?" Maybe in one, one of them. Know it. Yeah, mad. One of these guys is like, that's not the way it's gonna be. But I look at golf now, like you look at golf, going, look, Dustin Johnson's not gonna stop practicing, Brooks Kepka not gonna stop working out, cause hey, Tiger's back, so we ain't have to do it now. We'll let him carry everything for a little while. No, they're looking at him going, well, you ain't get my major. So you better get out the way, find another dude. And I think Francesco was like,
2: hey, that's real cute what you pulled on Sunday at the Open, but I'm the one leaving with the trophy. And I think this, uh, I think this latest little injury that's cropped up is, is nothing to, to, you know, not look at. Uh, he's 43, and he even said, you know, when the back is fused, you know, you've got to look – you know, the body's looking for other ways to compensate. So let's hope that everything's going to be okay because, my gosh, when he's in the field – it's another world. Yeah. So I, I, I wish nothing but the best and victories aplenty for Eldrick.
0: <laughs> Dan, as a, as a person in this industry and a, and a big golf fan watching you call tournaments, I love when you're in the booth. I always get with Hannah the next day. I'm like, oh, Dan did this great yesterday, did that great <laughs> yesterday. But I will tell you, to me, one of the, one of the, one of your best performances was when you were in your final tournament with Johnny Miller. And the way that you guys did the coverage and you held Amen. it together, because I know that had to be tough for you, two-parter here. One, what was that day like for you with a partner you've had for so long? And two, what's it been like now for the first couple of tournaments with Zinger in the booth with you and making that transition?
2: Yeah, the, the waste management, um, and his la- his only day there was Saturday, yep. but it felt like a buildup of months, and it was because our entire crew put so much effort into that show, and and Tommy Roy, our producer, uh, we talked about it for months before that day. You know, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle it? Um, I went through, and I I, I said, listen, I'll, I'll I'll hold my hand up. I wanna I wanna try to put together Johnny's best calls through the years, which we did. But putting thirty years into five minutes is really tough. Right. And that piece because we we were running a little late on the air on Saturday, wasn't able to run it. Ran a Golf Channel um, later on, but that was one example of the effort we put into it and all the guys that that wish Johnny well and you know, we were I was doing okay. I, I knew it would be an emotional day. Mm. You know, when you sit next to somebody like that, you know, we're 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 just great friends and I know it's family and it's like you're losing a part of your family. Right. And so you're sitting down there and I think you know I was like I was I'm keeping it together pretty good. And everybody's doing their little tributes. We're getting down to the very end and we sent it out to Roger Malpe. Maltby. And Malpy's <laughs> out there on the eighteenth fairway and what he said on on that final on that Saturday was so heartfelt. And Roger's been probably the guy that stood up to Johnny more than any yep. of us as far as like, well, I don't know if that breaks left or right, Johnny. That looks like it's right to left to me. And oh by the way, I'm down here. You know, so so Roger always kinda of put Johnny in his place. So so I think it really kinda of took people by a little bit of a surprise when Roger starts like losing it out yeah. there. But what he said was fantastic and it was a great day and I kinda lost it at the end just because of the, the moment kind of grabbed me. It's all Roger's fault. So it's all Roger's fault. I was okay <laughs> until until that. So to to answer the second part of your question, Matt, um, I think Paul Azinger as our our folks were looking for the best possible replacement and there's no way you're replacing Johnny. Right. But I think it all came down to it, it, the guy out there most like Johnny, just Paul Azinger's name kept coming up. Mm. And we had so many great candidates that actually sat with me and sat with some other guys in our booth that were so good and that that could do the job but I think in the end they just thought Zinger is the guy and it's been an incredibly easy transition in the first part of him replacing Johnny and I think more so with our crew than we could have ever thought he's just meshed right in it's felt like uh you know like we're not teaching the guy television he's done a lot of events <laughs> sure, right. and he's still going to do uh a couple for Fox, but he's going to really be identified with us because he's doing a lot of events, and it's been a pleasure he's so pumped up, we got out of the booth at the Honda. Sunday at Bay Hill wasn't the most exciting event. But right. we, got out of the, we got out of the booth the Honda, and he sits up and he goes, Man, I love this. This is great. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a passion for it. He loves our crew, and he appreciates the fact that he's kind of parachuted into a, a pretty good experienced yeah. uh, crew. So, yeah, Zinger's been fantastic. And you guys have a great symmetry together, too, which is another thing that that can't be created,
1: that you either have that yep. or you don't. So the fact that you and Azinger, you can tell for the listener – we know you guys are actually having fun sitting next to that's each great other doing to hear, it because you
2: can't fake that. No,
1: that's a, and pe- yep. and that's yep. one thing that because you can't fake it, people will call you out on it. Absolutely. And be like, "Don't try and act like you like each
2: other because exactly. we know you don't." I ne- I've never have you ne- can't. underestimated the audience. That's one of the things that a lot of veteran broadcasters told me, "Don't ever end underestimate the people at home and how uh, intelligent they are and how savvy they are about what they're hearing. Because sometimes you can think you're, you got all these stats and these numbers and this experience and you think, oh, you're talking. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the know it all guy. Don't, don't go there. Especially with social media exactly. now. Exactly. They're going to tell you where you you're, you're, messed you're, up. So, you're going to get called out. How
0: many times, <laughs> because you're very aware of what's going on around you. I mean, Johnny was a polarizing figure in golf. How many times were you asked the question, "Hey man, what's Johnny really like?"
2: <laughs> come on, be honest. That's always how they follow it up. That was probably the thousandth and thirtieth time yeah. that, that you just <laughs> that you just offered there. Yeah, he's 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 a he's, a, he's an interesting guy. He's a, he's a somewhat of a complicated guy. Yes. He, but once you get to know him, he there's not a mean bone in his body, and that might come as a surprise to some people who've listened to his. Pretty, you know, astute analysis and uh, you know, no holds bar style, but he's a he's really a softy, and we got that at times when he would we would come on the air, and every time we came on the air on a Sunday at the U.S. Open, I would we'd get the on camera and I'd say it's Father's Day, Happy Father's Day, and here with the '73 champ, in case you didn't know, Johnny won the U.S. Open at Oakmont with a with, a, with a 63. <laughs> so we would get to that moment, and he would just genuinely tear up. So he's a really a, a sensitive guy. And but at the same time, he was the guy that took this took this business to another level, changed the landscape of the way golf was broadcast, and I think he's just opened the doors for a lot of other guys, including Zinger, yeah, and including other guys that you hear Brandel Chamblee. I remember when I first met Brandel Chamblee and he first got into the business, he couldn't wait to to talk to me about what Johnny was like because he says I want to I want to be that guy that you know holds back no opinions. A guy that is never going to be afraid to give my opinion and tell it like it is. And I think Johnny's open doors for him and others.
1: Two differences between Johnny and Brandon Chambly. Number one, and Roger said it, I think, on the broadcast, which really, it, it it put a lump in my throat. And it was Johnny Miller would be hurt if he thought what he said hurt someone else. Yeah. And that's truly who Johnny Miller was. Even though people thought, "Man, that guy just says stuff to say stuff and rubs people the wrong way," but that was a very true statement about Johnny Miller. And number two, Johnny never blocked me on Twitter.
2: I knew that was coming because he's not on Twitter. Yeah, so there you go. And I don't—he
1: wouldn't block me on Twitter. Brando, on the other hand, yeah, he's ducking me. But I want to ask you something. Everyone. Talks about their favorite call that they have heard you make, but I want to know what's your favorite call. If there's one call that you had that you go, man, that I hit that just mm.
2: yeah, it's what you get into the business for. You never want to take away from the moments; you just want to enhance them. So uh, far, what's your favorite? So I, I would I would say it's kind of a two part thing because it's in different sports. I would I would have to go back to the Olympics and go to the second. To, to michael phelps's run of eight gold medals in 2008 when we were in china and the whole it was the second his second event of those olympics it was the four by 100 relay and anyway it's you know people can go listen to it but ba- basically what happened was we broke it down and there was no way the u.s is going to win this uh, medal because win the goal because jason lezak was behind this like stud from france and so he's coming down to the end of the pool we notice the whole thing's changing and and I just, and Rowdy Gaines, who's just been incredible through the years, talk about a guy that brings passion right? every <laughs> single race, my <laughs> god. So he's, he's, I, we start noticing that this thing is changing, and anyway, it gets to the wall, and I, I reach a level of my voice and excitement that I, I've never reached, and probably never will, because my vocal cords have been blown out. <laughs> so we got, so we got to the wall, and I said something like, incredible, Jason Lezak, in the end, the U.S. has done it, and it kept Phelps's eight gold medal run alive there was another race after that but that one sticks out in swimming and then the golf thing it, it, it's it's got to be tory pines yep. and, and tiger yeah which was only two months before that
0: was that expect anything so else
2: that was expect anything different yes yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. and it's different. been one it's just it was just a an electric you can't you can't script them you can't draw it up you can it was like an in the moment deal i was looking around at the crowd and I was just kind we of feeding off to, the crowd you're too. feeding off the crowd. You're looking around the crowd outside of our booth. I'm looking over at Johnny and there was just this feeling He's going to make this. <laughs> and so I, I, I said, I in my mind, I'm going, I expect him to make this. Johnny's expects to make it in the 30,000 people that are out here around the 18th grade, expect to make it. So the ball starts ro- ro- rolling. And it's like kind of tumble on this poanna, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> And I just kind of came out of my, you know, the depths of my 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 soul, so to speak. Expect anything different. So good. And we happen to have a blimp on top, right overlooking the so shot. Good. So on the replays, Tommy Roy, who just master was a mastermind of the, of the of the of the of the replays afterwards, took the shot of Tiger looking up in the heavens with both fences, you know, when he's clenched. holding. The, yes, it's so visceral. It yeah. <laughs> still so gives me goosebumps. Yeah. You know? That it's one of these moments that it just our whole team just probably had the greatest moment that I've ever been a part of with them. I was here is something funny. That picture, yeah, of him from that blimp shot, yeah,
1: is up. I believe it's in every one, but I know it's in at least two. The Dick Sporting Goods Golf Bay, really? they, they have it on their wall. It's like a mural on the wall, but it's the photo.
2: That's up there, and I'm in that photo. I'd like to get that and have you sign that. Yeah, see, Dan, that's that's <laughs> the I kind of stuff. You,
0: that's the kind of anecdote you get. on am adding the caddy right there. Hey, we'll get you out of here on this one because I know you've got a busy schedule. No problem. Uh, are we allowed to ask you for a prediction? Maybe give me three golfers to watch that you like to win the players.
2: Sure, um, and, you know it's this. This place is impossible to pick him. As you guys right. know, through the years we've had we've been in pools, we've been in this and that and no one gets it usually. <laughs> I mean I remember Roger Malpey in the back of the day picking Nick Price for like ten straight years <laughs> after he'd won it because Oh my god, he's a great ball striker and he should absolutely win here every year and why he doesn't, I have no idea. That's my Malfi impersonation. (laughs) Dead on. But I will go, I will go, I'll throw Tommy Fleetwood out there. I like Fleetwood. He's kind of percolating, trending right now. Mm -hmm. I think he's an incredible ball striker. Again, going back to why Roger picked Nick Price. Right. Uh, I think he's an incredible ball striker. I like Ricky Fowler on this golf course. I think he kind of is is kind of cut out for this place. And um, who else? Uh, You hate to go with the chalk guys, but Brooks Kepka, who's had some very good, very good history here and is learning how to play this golf course. And what we talked about earlier with it maybe playing longer, Brooks Kepka could be the guy. There's three guys. Brooks loves the big moments. Yes, he does. Can he have. This is like a major. Have
0: Dan settle our debate, peak of their powers right now. Because we each had the same top. We each had the same four.
2: But
1: in different order. order. Seriously? Really? Here's the thing. All of the players on the PGA Tour right this second, if every guy came to a tournament with their
2: best game, with their A game, who's your top four? Wow. Every guy's got top four. So I don't have to pick out one guy. Okay, Dustin Johnson. He's number one. Dustin. Oh, so I'm, I'm ranking. Ranking them. Yeah. Okay. Ranking when they've them. got. Okay. Uh,
0: when they've got it all right. clicking.
2: When, yep, when they got it all Every clicking. guy comes Ooh, with his A plus wow. game, and they're at their best. Who's winning? And then top, who's top because four? Because there's no doubt who my top two are. Okay. It's Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy. So Dustin one, Rory two. Dustin one, Rory two. Word. Uh. Their their best game. After that, it gets to be a little bit of a of a mishmash, but. You know we we haven't seen it in a while, but Jason Day, Ooh. I think he's that good. Wow. And it, 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 it just he's kind of yes. out of sight, out of mind yeah, right. because he's been hurt and he's you never know. Yes. But I will tell you, when he won here a few years ago, that was a display, and he's got the power, and he and he's the short game. Think about it, man. He's. Which op- he's not known for. He's a but grinder. Yes. You know, he's an yes. up-and-down guy. I'll never forget when Rory won the U.S. Open at Congressional by like eight shots. Right. Who was getting up and down behind him for a second. It was Jason Day. Mm. So he would be my other guy. Hmm. And then, um, let's see, Justin Thomas.
1: Yeah, so I, had, every, I had You Jade. have one guy who's not, neither and of us I said Jason neither Day. Neither one of you
2: guys picked Jason Day. No. no. Who was your fourth guy that, that we did not I had Dustin Johnson first, Brooks second, Kepka second, yeah. Rory yeah, third. Kepka in there, yeah. yeah, and and Justin Thomas. Yeah, Kepka's a you can't go wrong with any of those.
0: Yeah. Stars.
1: When he's on beast mode. I
0: Dustin, had Rory one. I, I still think Rory. He
1: still thinks Rory's
2: A game is better than everybody else's A game. I don't believe it. Uh yeah, that's a tough one. I'll tell you the guy that is entertaining. Let's who who gives the biggest entertainment? Uh, quotient of those guys I'll say Rory when he's on when he's, oh, he's bouncing so, around yeah he's got course. that bounce walk yep, I know I yep, oh, love it. that bounce walk hey, and Dustin Johnson's got the swagger but, yeah. uh, That's the one he's we're, got a, that we're in a great era it's, yeah, it is a good era it's, yes. a, it's a it's a great era. Dan, and, I know Tiger back in the mix. Yep.
0: I know you're busy. Thank you so much for spending some time with us this today. Is awesome. Hey, have a great call. This week. got look. We look forward to watching every second I'm on the golf channel.
2: Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having Michael. Always a pleasure, pal. Man, it was an yeah. absolute blast, yeah. dude. Good, thanks, thanks for the with, hey, with you guys. Look,
1: ASU. I mean, university hey, of, We got along. It happens, okay. that's what happens when you
0: good. when ASU beats you in football and twice in basketball this year. It's not
1: much.
2: Oh, I <laughs> you Just ruined the moment. I right? did not. I did not have a lot to talk. I had about to spike there.
0: the ball. Man, that was fun. Our, our thanks to Dan Hicks. Always a good time uh, catching up with him. You know, I work with Hannah here at ESPN, so we're always having good conversations about it. And and, and just a guy that's been around the game forever. Uh, really good catching up with him this week. The players,
1: knowledgeable man. That's the whole thing. Knowledgeable, and I would love. The fact that his two favorite calls happened just months apart.
0: Yep. Expect anything different is, is. I mean, that it was just, you remember that. Yes. Because we were all expecting the same thing.
1: He's, just, he's telling a story. It's giving me goosebumps because yeah. I remember being there as well. I mean, it was great.
0: So, that, so good.
1: That call on the swimming at the Olympics, too, when he was like, my voice hit a crescendo it had never hit before.
0: I remember that. I remember all of it. Dan Hicks, one of the great in our business, and we appreciate him making time for us today. Uh, we appreciate you, the download. Remember, if you downloaded it or you subscribed to us, please rate us. It helps us with everything. Um, we appreciate your support uh, being a patron here on the podcast. Again, at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E, both Instagram and Twitter. Enjoy the players this week. Golf season is here. Mikey, enjoy Joy We'll get you on TV this weekend, all right?
1: Yes, 860-506-6012. Call the listener line. I got to go out now and pay off a bet to Ryan Palmer. I'll be wearing a Cowboys jersey.
0: Excellent. So when you do it, just make sure you pick up the names you dropped today. Uh, alongside the caddy. <laughs> what? Go. Go. I hit in the Maddie. It's been another edition of Maddie and Caddy, the podcast. Thanks for the download. Talk to you guys next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app,
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Matty and the Caddy.